gold seal from the copyright office and you'll see the copyright specialist, copyright director, and you'll see the date right there on the piece is 1998. This was used on set along with a visual storyboard in order to make the rendering into the Matrix trilogy. So you won't see the Matrix story, you'll see all the images they thought were cool that they wanted to do for real. That's all through the original piece along with 190 other concepts that are all there including liquid mirrors being used at the Tristation scene that if you take a red pill you can pass through them. It's all there when they were done. There are so many supplements out there, it's confusing what's best for optimizing your health. Beyond getting your basic nutrition, if there's one vital ingredient for optimal health, it's carbon 60. Why? Because carbon 60 is the world's most effective supplement at reducing inflammation and increasing longevity. Inflammation is a major contributing factor of almost all disease, including Alzheimer's, asthma, cancer, heart disease, obesity, and COVID vaccine injury. If you are serious about your health, try carbon 60. Be careful though, not all carbon 60 supplements are equal. I recommend carbon 60 by Live Longer Labs, the scientists who first brought you carbon 60 that was suitable for human consumption. They were also first to bring you carbon 60 in pill form, first to incorporate black seed oil and curcumin, and first to incorporate frequency technology that gives you full spectrum health. You can be confident that you will be buying the absolute best. Buy or learn more with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Tom Althaus coming to the program. He's a script writer and he's the one that wrote the Matrix trilogy. He was not given credit for him. It was stolen. I've done a bunch of shows with him and the facts are just, the proof is overwhelming. So I've come to the point where I believe it because I've looked through I look through the facts. I've looked through the proof. I'm going to do a little before the interview plays. I'm going to run a little um, compilation trailer that someone else put together with just some of the facts. If you want to see more information, I'm going to have links to some of my previous interviews that I've done where we really dove into, you know, where he, he went through the screenplay and he went through all these things proving that he did it. But I think this little compilation will also give you some good indication. But if you want to dive more so that you can believe for yourself or that you can prove to yourself that, yeah, this guy is probably legit, I recommend you doing that because uh, he's just he's been fighting this for a couple decades now and he won't. He's just tenacious. He's not giving up. He feels he deserves the respect, but he has so much more in the pipeline that, I mean, we want someone with his creativity to be able to unleash that and so much more work to come out. So that's what I tell him throughout this interview, especially at the end. I'd just like to see more work from him because there's so much more, instead of him fighting so much with this matrix, which I think he needs to do, I would like to see him be unleashed and we see so many more projects. But we talk about neural link. We talk about so many things that people haven't thought about and what it really means and what these concepts are and how it's going to affect humanity. And I think you'll get a lot. I think this was my favorite interview that I've done with him. And I told him that I said, I think this one's the best. So I hope you guys enjoy this. And before we get into this, I want to remind you to sign up for my Substack, sarahwestall.substack.com. I have exclusives and I have exclusive articles and videos there. Also, my newsletter at sarahwestall.com. They overlap, but they're not the same thing. So I hope you sign up for both. I don't bombard you with emails every day because I know with Substack, you 
every time you write something, you an email goes out. So I try to make a compilation so that you're not just getting bombarded. And while you're at my website, sarahwestall.com, please support my affiliates. I have really good products. That's how I keep my work going with the spike support. You know, people who are suffering don't have to suffer alone. That's a wellness company. I also have the buyers, the Freedom Buyers Club now, which you can get hormone-free meat and beef which is right in the United States. These cattle are grown without the stress with their moms and in pastures without the mRNA vaccine. You can get, instead of buying a whole cow or half a cow, you can just get what you need monthly or every other month. And I believe you save money. And when you buy those packages, you have the option of getting uh, beef for I think it was five fifty a pound. You can add that, which is cheaper than anything I've ever seen anywhere in the stores. And this is to your door. Now the original packs aren't that much, but the add-ons are. And so you can really get some affordable, um, really good quality meat with the Freedom Buying Club. So I have the link below for that as well. Okay, let's get into the compilation and then this amazing conversation with Tom Althaus. This is the gold seal from the copyright office, and you'll see the copyright specialist, copyright director, and you'll see the date right there on the piece is 1998. This was used on set along with a visual storyboard in order to make the rendering into the Matrix trilogy. So you won't see the Matrix story, you'll see all the images they thought were cool that they wanted to do for real. That's all through the original piece, along with 190 other concepts that are all there, including liquid mirrors being used at the tri-station scene, that if you take a red pill you can pass through them. It's all there. When they were done shooting, that's when they composed their script copy. First graphic in the Matrix, Thomas A. First of all, yes, that's, that's a given. Thomas A. Not so telling. Anderson is my Scottish clan name. So what you have is in Space Force, you have the name Mark Naird. But Mark Laird is my brother's name. My dad's name is John. Father's name, John Anderson. Scottish clan name. Next above it is Central West High. Quick to junior high. Right here is my diploma. I'm gonna pop it up for a second. So Central Bucks High School West. Here's a graphic that fills the screen in Animatrix. The default go-to clock face is 10 after 10. Space Force, pointing to like a 7-2 on the wall on the prison. 7-2 very blurry in the background. Even in uh, Ratatouille, in this clock in the Animatrix, they put 7-2, one point before the 60, which is 59. 7-2, 59 is my birthday. They correct my birthday in 2003. The red hand is four past the four, I was 44 in 2003. Here's my license, seven, two, 59 is my birthday. Hi, Tom, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Sarah, great to be here. It's been a while and there's so much you need to update us on. And I, I gave people an overview from what I knew uh, about your situation. And you know, it's becoming more and more clear that you really proven, shall I say, and clear to others that you really did write the screenplay from the matrix. And I don't think people realize how profound that movie was at the time revolutionary from a mind expanding standpoint that, you know, it, because it, so, it happened so long ago now, I mean, we're getting older, but it really changed the dynamics of Hollywood and the way we thought about things for, I mean, it was shifted. It was a shift. And so that's why it's so critical here that we talk about it. But can you tell us what has happened since we talked to you last? It's been like an explosion, just an explosion of sharing of information, which the original work was intended to do. And for those that have never seen, I'll just hold up just, you know, there's the proof. 
So that's the 1998 version used on set in 1999, stated 1998 and copyright bolded gold sealed. So what's happening is uh, I have, I just got off the phone with a NASA scientist just before your, in fact, I had to cut it short with a NASA scientist so I can make it in time for your program. And I said, like, let's talk later. You know, I got to get on with Sarah Westall here and I'm excited about that too. So what's interesting is the intellectual community, scientific community is also something sparked in their mind with that film. And that's coming out of Highlander. You know, Highlander was being done at that time. Very simple concepts where suddenly we leap into tech new tech and new ideas and new ways of looking at the world and, and questions being asked. The work was supposed to ask questions. So now we have people answering questions, all kinds of people from all walks and different segments of society and inside, outside, if you want to say the ball have come forward. It's drawing everybody from whatever side of the fence they're on, whatever ethnic group, whatever discipline is coming together. Exactly what the intended code was in the work. And now, like I said, an explosion is happening of information sharing where the political hold is breaking, snapping off. Agendas are falling off like ants off oiled skin. And now we have information sharing and who are we? What does it mean? And what's going on in our world? And in the case of that, in the, in the exchange of that, in the flow of that, we're learning just how hard we've been contained and how a segment of society did not want to lose their hold on power. And that's the words they use. I have attorneys from Disney on tape that have talked to me in the internet and shared what's going on. That they're fans of the work, that they it's test board. It's all about power, you gotta understand. And I fire back, what about power with compassion? Great creativity really does get born from the cradle of compassion, where you act as a servant to your audience to create work that enlivens them touch them it's not a mindset of creating like those that have taken this work claim doesn't the audience more connect to the film when they feel there's compassion behind it if you feel that it's just a cold i mean it's cool and all these things but there's no compassion then people don't connect they want to feel you're absolutely right sarah they want to feel that you understand them they want to be able to point to the screen and go they get me they understand me. It really does come down where people are conditioned to an individual level. It's a narcissistic world right now. So those of us with empathy that have the creative genius need to open the door to a world of compassion. Bring back the joy of that, the flower of compassion, and then the world will enliven again. If a lot of people feel like life's dull and they're left without answers, they're in a narcissistic world frame where that's what you're left with. When you bring back compassion, and the actual joy of connecting on levels and layers where you actually are concerned and invested in other people's lives, welfare, your own blossoms. And it really does. And that's what I've had dialogue with Disney about. I said, if you want to save your business, your ship, then people in that have compassion in their genius. And you will not think it's all about power anymore. They take it. So are they talking to you? Because I know you've been talking about doing the next sequel because you your story, I don't you, I want to know whether you're still in court and all these things. Mm -hmm. But you've been talking to these big studios to do some new projects mm -hmm. that are creative because they just completely butchered, mm -hmm. especially the the last Matrix movie was awful compared to you know what we saw at the beginning. So have you been in talks to do some new projects that are truly are creative and yes, 
you know, just. Yes, sir. It's great. great. Who yeah, are you? Go yeah, go. No, and who are you talking to? Okay, and how great. Is that going? It's a great point. And it's a great question. And here's the stumbler. You know what gets in the way of this actually translating into the course we're suggesting, where the work is done and it's done in a compassionate way? The thing that gets in the way the most is the Hollywood attorneys. Hollywood attorneys I can want to save their face. Yeah. They want to save their face. And they've been whining they could go to federal prison. The more I'm contacted by Disney personnel, Bob Iger was fired the day after he said he was going to talk to me because I was on a program saying, Bob Iger's going to call. He got fired the next day and they did this thing on low echelon pedophiles in the news. The very day after the interview. The day after he said he was going to call and discuss. So what's happening is the attorneys are calling the game and they're afraid of losing ending up in federal prison the, the, the large extent of it and they don't want to lose their influence and power so instead of the attorneys serving the studios the attorneys are owning and steering the studios out of their own that's artistic. that's probably right yeah so that's what's well, that's, that's what attorneys are doing to the country that's what they're doing all over the place they're owning it and controlling it instead of being workers i mean they are employees right. of it and you're supposed to do what people want a lot of business people that i know don't are very careful with attorneys and won't hire them or keep them at an arm's length Good. length distance because they're very concerned that they'll come in and screw with you and they're like no they, they need to do what i am looking to do instead of the other way around exactly sarah what's happened is there's a, it's a phrase game and ship and the attorneys in hollywood believe the ones i've talked to too They'll actually come up to me and say, we're fans of your work. We know you wrote it. In my own deposition where they controlled the uh, throw the case, they had a, a planned attorney who was licensed to practice law, ineligible. No wonder the case is gone, partly. Um, they're actually saying in the deposition to me, their lead attorney for Warner Brothers, given the fact that you wrote The Matrix, Mr. Aldous, uh, strike that. They can't, even, they can't even hold their narrative. So what's going on is they know that they've gotten like attorney of the year, up and coming, all these awards are passed around. They've got the bar association out in California where they police their own. So you're not gonna have any truth that way. We brought forward a whole thing on uh, the gentleman who was in charge of, and that's, I shouldn't call him gentleman, who was uh, inside with Warner Bros. in their pocket. They even bragged in the pocket. It's on tape, in the pocket. And we brought it before the bar and the other, their attorneys were freaking out. No, you can't do this. Don't do this. So they contact the bar judge. And they got her to write a letter saying, we're not going to address anything that he did wrong, like suspended license, allowing them to proceed to summary judgment after he's fired, a half hour after he's fired, to proceed to summary judgment without objections. That means that's the only way he can win the MSJ. And then they put all the news he lost his case with everything we have, including the inserted material, matchups, everything. So the, the judge then rules, Bar Association, says, we're not going to address anything he did wrong. But we're just going to remind him not to do it again. And this is for your eyes and his eyes only. Get out of jail, cut free. Jeez, well, that's what they do. They protect their own. And if mm -hmm. if they would have just realized that you have this talent, creative, and they work with you, I suppose that's why Disney people are reaching out and other studios are reaching out. There's so much more money we could be made versus fighting over this over the Matrix. We could do new and creative projects, and you could have done like ten projects by now. I've got 16 more screenplays and they are buried in a trash bag without staples. Why? It's the only way I could keep my last son safe, Sarah, in the twisted system as long as these attorneys rule. 
because what happened was Disney said to me, and you get the, you get the hint with the tape. I have a taped call from a Disney affiliate attorney, and on that taped call, it was. Uh, can, it, can we hear it? I, I can. I have to dig it up and play it at some point. But here's the deal: it's supposed to be illegal to do it if you're in California. But their attorney did it. Remember, they handed me the wrong tape back where they said on the tape, you know, um, uh, there's it's a mute point to ask for any discovery, which is fraud on the court. Mute point to ask for any discovery because uh, we don't have any working drafts or notes, notebooks at all. There's no script, shooting scripts, no drafts at all. Well, that's important discovery. That needs to be made to the public, that there's no working draft right. matrix. Yeah. So I say to them, tongue in cheek, I recorded this because it's for quality insurance. Yeah. Because they, the reason they have this law is this, that you don't exploit it don't exploit people right well if you have a taped call and it's used to prove that you are not lying when all your property and everything's at stake reputation and everything if it's used solely to prove you're not lying and they are yes you can yes you can you can present it and present it in transcript form and if they have the audacity which they do to go that's all lies now you play the tape now you play the tape. So technically, I can't play the tape yet. I could show you a transcript when it comes to legal time, which it will. We are going back on all the fraud on the court, no statute on that. Then I can play the tape. If it's questioned, does that make sense? If it's questioned, I'm not sure. No, that, that, no, that makes sense. That's, that's why I ask you. I'll play you don't have to play it if it you privately. messes you up. I'm going to play it for you privately. Okay. I'm going to give it to you privately so you can say, Tom Oldhouse isn't lying. And then we're not breaking the law any other way. We'll be free. Well, I got to tell you, you, they probably didn't expect someone like you to be a bulldog and never give up. They expect people to just fold, break. They break people. They fold and then they just go away because it's hard to fight them for decades. But you said, no, dang, dang it. This is mine. You guys stole it for me. And I'm going to keep fighting until you can admit your guilt. And I have a lot more to do. And I have a lot more stuff I can say and do, but until you guys recognize this, I can't even do all my other stuff. So I, I you wrecked my life, and it's where I'm done with it. And you've been fighting them. Right. Now, what do you, what have, what are they thinking? I mean, here's what they're they thinking. just weren't expecting you to come out of the shoot and never stop. Well, it's a great, 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 great question because they're still working on narcissistic guidelines. They're thinking like a narcissist, and what I mean is. A narcissist needs to feel superior, needs to control the game. They feel uh, unsettled if they don't have authority over someone else and control of them. So they say, I'm a narcissist. I'm an empath. So that's why my work is good, because I have empathy involved in it and compassion. I'm teaching narcissists yeah, yeah. this. But the narcissist tactic is to call you a narcissist. So what they're doing is the narcissist play card is this. They expect you have a price. They expect you have a price that will, you will finally give in. It's like that joke from um, Monty Python's, you know, uh, Life of Brian, where the guy's haggling, you know, and it's like, you're not haggling, you're not haggling. They expect you to haggle. And if you are simply not in that game, and this is what they call it a chess game. They said, I won the chess game because I did interviews such as yours. So what happens is if you're not playing their game, they're at a loss. So they keep doing this. Tom Althouse, for fans of your work, basically, summarizing, paraphrasing. Uh, come home, like to use that phrase, come on home. Um, we're the only ones that understand your work. The audiences won't get it. They're completely dumb and snowed. That's what they try to push on our point of view. Empathy likes to think the other way. So come on home and we'll make you a script doctor. 
I keep hearing, make you a script doctor. So you'll be uh, writing on other people's work. You won't get credit for it. You'll be one of the wealthiest people in Hollywood. Your son will be safe. Do it for your family. And you'll be teaching other writers how to write in Disney and other places. Now, I've been offered to be flown out with 10 people with me, put up at the best resort. If I don't like it, they'll give me another one. In the end, I'll get a home, a boat, jet service, and I can change the curtains quote if I want. If I'm a script doctor, now here's the problem, Sarah. If I'm a script doctor and follow this rule, the narcissistic playbook, mindset, I'll be ripping off other people's work to re-render it. I'll be doing to some poor person, family, their children, oh. their lives. I'll be doing exactly what was done to me and well rewarded for it because I beat them at their own game, they said. So beating up their own game, the only way the narcissistic mind works at Disney and other places, and these attorneys and all, is that, okay, if you can't beat you, join us, right? That kind of twisted mentality where I just twisted that phrase around. It's, they're inviting me to be the wealthiest thing possible. Of course you're going to take that. Come on, Tom, you're going to take that. No. What is wrong with you? You must be crazy. Are you delusional? No. Well, it's because most people in their communities, that's how they all behave. You're right. They don't care. They're going to step on the next person to get ahead, and they don't care who they step on to be the wealthiest, most powerful, look at me type person. So you, to it's be like that in my industry. It's like that in, I mean, all those people you see that are famous, mm -hmm. most of them stepped on a lot of people to get there. You're right. And the phrase they're passing around to other people in the industry. You don't want to be a Tom Althouse. They actually say that. You don't want to end up like Tom Althouse. Mm. So I'm supposed to be the warning card, but yet they're seeing us succeed. And privately, they're telling us on tape, which I will give you a copy of this tape, that Tom has won the chess game. They prevailed. But Sarah, that's when I asked. I said, why was this done to my family? Why are my two sons dead? Why did you do this to my family? Why did you take my work? And they said, you have to understand it's all about power. And they said this, you dared to face us down. I don't know if I shared that with you before. I dared to face them down. Okay, now a narcissist would be able to explain to me what that means. As an empath, I don't get a bearing on it. I'm like, I dared to face them down. To an empath, that's like, what does that mean? I looked at your garden. I I, I looked, read the label on the back of your scan. What does that mean? I dared to face you down. It's, it's foreign language to me. You dared to challenge them, right? I mean, you dared to challenge them and they are not going to let somebody they see as inferior um, challenge them. You're right. So that makes sense. And so therefore, if they feel, if they're telling you they're fans of the work, I'm just chugging this together here with you, fleshing this out. If we're fans of the work and they want to feel superior and they, they're actually telling you that, you know, they feel that you're superior in some ways. And for a narcissist, they have to include you to keep feeling superior. They have to own you. They bring the empath in and own them. Therefore, come and be a script doctor to be uh, dirty my hands. I would be. Or, or, to, or they need to be part of you. They need to absorb your talent and define it as their own. I think we just, I think you just hit it. I think that's it. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. Because as an empath, it's Greek. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> that's what they want to do they very competitive i'm on top and i'll always be on top and because i need their talent i'm going to absorb it as my own and there we go i'm still on top and they're talking to the guy that wrote a children's musical called when it's not fair when is the main song 
where children are taught that winning and losing at the same time is fun, where it's all about the interaction, and you win news. doesn't matter about it. You just have the experience. And they're like, what? Different sides. Well, in this world, let's face it, in this world, you have to learn how to win. But losing is where you learn the most you learn them. I love sports. And I, so I coached for years, 15 yeah. years, and I loved it. And I I love to learn how to win, but losing, especially when I, play, when I used to play, I like to play against the best people I can. And I'd rather get my ass totally handed to me sure. than to, to win easily. I mean, that's not fun. You want to have to work really. And I'd rather lose working yeah. my butt off than to just win Absolutely, because you learn so much more losing but um, a lot of people can't handle losing at all. I mean, it's like, a, it, that's what I learned with coaching. You, people cannot handle, they would rather win easily than lose and have a real competitive, great game. Exactly. People can't handle that. It's a mindset. And um, I, don't, I don't know where that comes from. And I think this is probably what you're running into. They just cannot lose. That's the thing. You just hit something so fascinating that boggles the mar- narcissist mindset. And I just see the Hollywood industry as, by and large, a narcissistic um, body embodiment. Oh, of course, so, yeah. So, Anything that's marketing attention, look at me kind of stuff is becomes really narcissistic. It's high school on steroids. Exactly, exactly. And so I wrote a piece that was called "The Domestics." It's greenlighted for Off Broadway. They actually sent me a letter I have that said uh, the Sheen said, you know, it was light. We laughed out. Our staff laughed out loud. We've greenlighting you to do your show. We're going to do your show. So that's open to me. And in that show, Domestics, you have a character named George who is innocent, empathic, innocent, sweet guy. And it's in the 18th century, set in the 1770s, where, you know, being clever was all about, you know, society, you know, witty and things. And so every time George opens his mouth in a dialogue, the other characters will think he's being extremely clever and and, um, audacious and planning when he's just being simple. And so they think he's the most cleverest guy in the whole picture, you know, the whole whole thing, a show. And it's like, you know, and he keeps being he's just very expressive, very honest in a very clever driven society, narcissistic society in the, in the play where he comes off like the absolute genius. And basically I was emulating, you know, myself into the piece where what it's so people could see what it's like to be the innocent guy who's then considered, you know, is being called saying we're fans of your work and how about do this? And it's like, it's unthinkable. It's unthinkable for us to hurt somebody. It's something. And they're calling us a narcissist at the same time. Yeah. Well, and I think that writers are primed to be taken advantage of because you guys are creative souls and you're not um, there to take advantage of other people. You just want your work to be recognized. And these vultures think differently. They have no, they're not creative at all, but they sure the heck know how to think about how to take advantage of others. And it it becomes, it's appalling when you run into these kind of creatures nonstop and you're like, God, I don't even know if I want (laughs) to. I don't but, even no. know how much I want to do with this. Yeah. But, Can you imagine coaching these you, guys? More, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, God, <laughs> I mean, so you're, 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 re- but people are recognizing that and you're getting a lot more recognition. And so now where is that? I mean, because I'm waiting for the Tom Althaus projects to just start flowing because how cool would that be? Well, that's the thing, Sarah. What's happened? Thank you for that, by the way. That means a lot. And um, what's happened is I have had a number of teams. And they keep getting bought off. They keep they, suddenly they'll tell me about all these roles mm. that were offered and how they got approached and all this stuff. And then suddenly they're not going to do the work. The plan is that if someone's approached, they're supposed to drop all work and just talk you around and keep you tied up. And so I keep shedding these groups that are wrong. And now I'm getting into multiple groups to get the work done. 
So I have a call coming up with London. I think it's later today between a show between shows. And it's like, you know, so it's, it's interesting that uh, they, they have the strategy buy off everybody, buy off everybody. And uh, one of the groups I just shed just recently was Q. I just showed the Q group. They got bought just a little bah, the Q alert. Group? You mean the Q, Q got Anna? The Q, the got, Q got bought. They were the ones that were working on the documentary. Hmm. And they got bought. They were promised unbelievable rewards. Suddenly, the, one of the main guys is uh, taking on this uh, month-long trip in the middle of work. Month-long trip. And he said, when he gets back, he goes, Tom, I just got um, advanced to number two in the nation for my uh, for a position when I wasn't doing the job before. And now I just got, and I'm going to be flown up to Boston to meet the president of the, yeah, you're Bob. I know. That I, is how they operate. Yeah. Well, and people, you know, let's say they pay you off a million, few million dollars. It might take your whole lifetime and you'll never get there. So people figure I'm just going to do this. And then, so they just use their money and influence to everybody has, that's why blackmail is the currency of the powerful blackmail or yes. buying people off. Your that's the same concept. You're right, Sarah. You're right. Now here's an interesting point. Guess who's saving the day. You raised something so important, Sarah. Were you finished with your thought, first of all, or did I jump on you? I am. You Let's okay. hear who's saving the go. day. They're I would that, love to hear that. They're saying that Smith was actually the one that brought good in the Matrix. Now, the reason they're saying that is because what's happening right now is the other side that took the work. The other side, the, the whole animal from the religious right to the uh, agencies to the elders that profited off it. It brought, it brought them all out as they all got greedy and grabbed in. And it is actually people from the inside that are letting me know what I need to do to make it right for the world. So you've got, it's not good guy versus bad guy or good girl versus bad girl. It's people who have been handed the 48 ways of power where you pick the winning throne is their philosophy throughout Hollywood and the agencies. The 48 ways of power was the only thing my honeypot wife downloaded. She was given it. By the attorneys from Warner Brothers. So when she was supposed to pull the evidence of it, that pick which throne is winning, it backfires on them because now we're considered winning. Their own heads are saying we're winning. It was me that said, you know, Bob Iger, if he returns, we'll talk. Bob Iger was restored. It's a surprise to everybody. They're at the AMA Awards or something, and the people, executives are walking out in shock because he's brought back. So what's going on is from the inside, they said, you need to address the tech that was taken from your work. You address the tech of the certain party that was given it. Let me know who's given it. You can turn this all around. Now, this raises everything. Now, the other side has pinpointed what the original author to do because they're fans of the work. So the ones that stole it are fans of the work telling me what I can do to win because they said they put me on my own story and they want to win in the story. It's, I mean, you got to take a couple minutes just to go, if you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. 
They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Well, I think it's it's almost uh, surreal what they did to you and how hard they worked to incorporate you in. And, I, the, you know, I, I played some compilation. I and mean, people who want to go down this rabbit hole, just seeing how much they did do to point you out throughout everywhere and to it's like these guys are nuts I mean, if they're going to steal something why did they make such an effort to make it obvious that they stole it and that they're mentally playing with you probably because they usually get away with this stuff you're right they do and in some points in some aspects sarah i believe they want the real author succeed they want it's almost like a child going spoiled child if you will or children saying i want to see daddy win I want to see daddy win. So, you know, it's like they want to see, even though they're, you know, they're posting all this stuff about, like we said, the first graphic you showed, high school, birthday, dad's name, my name, Scottish clan name, my birthday. And now we learned something else. Let me plug this one more in. They took every line. Her birthday is Neo's birthday. I didn't know this. The guy who told me all this stuff, wasn't in that thing you showed. Who, who is she? This is Atika Ball, now Atika Bernard. Atika Ball, Senator David Boren's niece. Senator David Boren's niece, who was senior senator, lead Republican, at the time the work was pitched, and she was at the pitch session with when at Long Island when we did um, to Bonaventura. She was at it and took the information down, was engaged to be married to me, my fiance. So her birthday, March okay. 11th, March 11th, is Neo's birthday. Because when they got her to sway, I was broken. That was how they, you know, their tactics. How they. It's just so weird. I mean, they're so crazy and nuts, they and they do all this stuff. And you, and that's what makes almost the people covering it look nuts because you're pointing out all the nutty things they're doing. But we're the messengers. We're not the nutty ones. I mean, they're the ones that did all this nutbag stuff. It's like spoiled children tugging your sleeve while you're doing the dishes. You're going, honey, I need to finish the dishes. I want attention now. It's like, I need to finish the dishes. So we have to stop the dishes, which is creativity, if you will, doing great works, and go, look, time out. Joel Silver, Mike Lang at Disney, you know, the Wachowskis, time out. All you will suck on your sucker in the corner for a bit. Let us, let daddy and mommy finish the work for a better world. They're spoiled brats tugging our sleeves while we're trying to do the well, work. What do you think of their work lately? Because it doesn't seem like there's a lot of inspiration with a lot of the work coming out. Oh, that's Hollywood and stuff. You get you get rare pieces here and there, but there just isn't. Everything is so it's all copy. vanilla compared right. to copy and rehash. Yeah, copy and rehash. Copy and rehash. That's why they've a lot. Even even the music industry is getting is like that, where they're no longer it's solo artists. They're, the bands who are all this organic, great music. The, there's really no bands. It's solo artists with this whole machine behind them. That's right. They have they focused on agendas, which we know very, very well about, 
And they focused yeah. on that. They have a mindset that audiences are dumb. That's one of the cards they've been playing on me, right? Come home, Tom. Yep. Be a script doctor. People aren't worth it. And they tell me about the agenda, which is the 1% agenda is true. That's why I whispered through art in this piece. Is that whole one world order thing? Sure it is. Sure it is. It's coming. Sure. And the idea that the main character represents me is thinking, well, if it's coming, let's make it a good one. Let's help people. Let's make accessible the Neuralink and everything to everybody. When I first wrote it. Yeah. But the, their mindset is audiences are dumb. Spielberg shows it all the time. Men in black. We said about the family on the couch when they break in. Could you imagine a family breaking into right now your studio and they pull back your wall and there's tons of automatic weapons back there. Would you, Sarah, sit there and go, <laughs> you just no. You would you, you would speak. Well, all of it's like that though. Yeah. It, it's but Spielberg did have some, and you tell me about this. Spielberg did have some really good films early in his career. What happened to him later? Because he the the talent and the creativity that was there early is not there anymore. You know, like Duel, his first piece, like was like Duel or something. Brilliant. It's brilliant. But then he got locked in the system where if what 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 were they offering me, Sarah? What are they offering me? to steal other people's work, re-render it and be rich. He said, yes. I said, no. Elon said, yes. I said, no. And now that's what they're telling me from the inside. I'm facing off with Elon. I'm well, Elon, is, it, so they're telling you that Elon is being propped up because to me, it's pretty obvious that there's something weird with Elon. I mean, he can't, one guy and he's a, he's up there doing Twitter, but then he's doing SpaceX. And now Google. Neuralink Google. he's doing. Oh, is he just doing Google on, now? I mean, what, what's going on with Google? Just today it was announced that he's buying, getting Google. That's an exact main guy, main chair Google? guy or something. He's going to be the top. He's owning everything. <laughs> he's owning everything. It reminds me of somebody way back that had a spider on a flag that wanted to own everything too. Well, okay. Google is uh, Google is 94% of the right. worldwide search engine market. If he owns Google... That would be very interesting. Apple is, I've done, I've done my conference presentations on big tech and big business and the large, out of the 10 largest companies in the world, nine out of the 10 are big tech. Apple has just become $3 trillion market cap. They're bigger than everyone. Only company that becomes, that's close is the Saudi Arabian oil company, Aramco, and they're like third right now. Big tech is taking over the world. And so Elon Musk is like stepping right up as if he's the god of all this stuff, which is just absurd because it's obvious yeah. he's a front. He's a front. He just had a piece out. They're releasing a piece now that says he's the face of God. Yeah. Now get this, Sarah. Get this. In the originals. Yeah, it's true. I'll send you the link. God, I can't. I mean, these people, the audacity of these people. They want to prove people are stupid. So, and it's like, well, in the original you know, piece, a lot of people. Go ahead. Do you notice how many people follow Elon Musk and think he's is a hero and all these things? I mean, you you start wondering if people are kind of dumb the way that they are able to be snowed, manipulated. Yeah. I think yeah. there's a growing percentage of people that are like, "Hey, I don't. This is all BS." Right. But there is a large group that follow. Oh, yes. And but more and more people are realizing like Twitter is a big scam. I mean, it's they're not. It's not real. I mean, come on, guys. They're censoring like they were before and everything else. Well, I've already announced. And it's on Elon's own platform that we'll be taking him to court. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the documentary and then I'm taking Elon Musk to court unless he comes forward and admits and works with me as the originator of Neuralink. There's no way he's going to get around. Well, Neuralink, 
Let's talk, let's talk about Neuralink because Neuralink is, you know, they talk about artificial intelligence being so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Neural, I, and I've said this on shows, well, it, it could be. I think they're, they're exaggerating what artificial intelligence can do, although it can be very dangerous. Neuralink, where you're directly connecting to people's brains with artificial Now, that's the most dangerous thing you could possibly. Thank you. That, that is at a whole nother level. You know, and you can actually do the neural link through frequency and, and some of these other things yeah. without having a hard link to people's brains. So there are some ways that they could do this. But let's talk about the danger of this and how you brought this concept out in the matrix and you were trying to show it as a way of uh, warning people and and um, getting people to free, you know free humanity. And instead, they took this concept and are running with it to enslave humanities. Can, can you talk Dr. about that? Oh, I'm glad you brought this up because the Neuralink was designed by myself to serve the story, but to never be made, never be made. So they gave it to Elon Musk. The same time they gave the Wachowskis the story, they gave it to Elon Musk. If you go to page 108 in the original work, right, 108 in the original work, you have Neo pulling the Neuralink out of Smith so he can use his memories by the underground, adapted, using the Elysium later, to find the dome and the metacortex building and to enter it and have a signature that reads to others and to have his memories, use his memories to find it. When it's pulled, here's one of the bad sides of the Neuralink. You become dependent on it for your thinking, your memories. It's a muscle memory that needs to be developed and disciplined. But one of the reasons I actually have a hole in the back of my neck I would touch when I created all this and the idea was how frustrating it is when we lose our train of thought or we forget. Wait a minute. You just said a big concept here. If you're attached to a, a thinking thing for you, something thinks for you, because you've never developed the ability to think on your own, which is what's happening here with so many people. Right. They haven't developed the critical thinking skills because we wonder why are people, why can't they get this? Because for some reason, they haven't, they, they haven't developed the critical thinking skills. They've been taught to think. To, I mean, this isn't even getting to the neural link. That is even a more serious, right. but even just with the regular media, they haven't been, they've been told how to think for so long. People don't know how to think. And now that will be on steroids once you're a, attached to, and maybe we're getting close to being attached through frequency and with social media, where you're being told what to think so much that you can't think on your own anymore. Right, right. That's exactly it. And so if you look at the page, what happens is... Um, once he pulls it, it says this, uh, oh, wait, wait, let me get the first page first. And I'll just, I'll read this progression to you and I'll hold it up for you so you can see. So Neo is going to confront, uh, Smith when he's held in the underground, they're dragged down to underground, right? Neo has pulled Smith in the original work. Neo has pulled Smith and Sanser or Neuralink out of his neck. And this is what happens to him. Behringer is asleep on the cot. Jim busts the door open and grabs the sleeping. So it's actually, I'll translate. Smith is asleep on the cot. Jim busts the door open and grabs the sleeping Smith by the hair, yanking him up because he's angry about the death of his family and stuff. He has just had Smith's Neuralink downloaded where he's lived the memories of Smith harming his family, watching his wife attacked, raped, his daughter burned in flames. He's living the elation Smith felt with his own memories gone. Mm. He's pissed. So he goes to Smith. He felt he so so he felt the incredible elation of hurting his own family. The sickness. 
The sickness. Okay. Because he was had to be adapted to Smith's memories, the neural link, which is very, very bad, in order to access information he's not sure he's even looking for, which they used for Sense 8 after the case was thrown. So what you have is a scene where he goes, Bar it says he's no longer with the thing. So Baron or Smith babbles nonsense. Both men are still bruised. I know you can hear me, you murdering bastard. Jim drags Smith, or Neos drags Smith to his feet, spits on his face. You didn't even save my daughter, you piece of bad word. Barringer's Smith is drooling. He doesn't have the answer anymore. He can't function without that assisted memory that he was so used to for so long. So that's one of the bad things about it. And he says, do you know how I function without a neural link? Uh, Trinity, I'm translating. Trinity taught me, you focus on what matters. And you know what mattered? He starts hitting, which is now used in all kinds of films. Now they show the talk besides punches. Jim starts slamming Behringer's head back against the wall in each name. Julia mattered. Brittany mattered. Lorraine mattered. And you don't, you something faster. So right there's an indication of what the Neuralink, what's going to happen is they can control it. And even in disciplinary, disciplinary measures by the state, you will have your link pulled for your own benefits. So you don't harm yourself. We're going to pull your Neuralink and your memories so you be healed. We're going to pull your memories out so that you no longer are affected by these delusional memories, which are misinformation, any elite or any person who's actually a visionary, any person who has ideas that may steer people in the humanity the right way, we're gonna say that we're doing you a favor and pull your memories. We'll actually harness those and profit off them. We'll take from screenwriters, from people who are speaking up for the hurt, the children, and we'll take your memories and we'll announce it that it's to you, your own face. It's for your own benefit. We don't want you to harm yourself. So we'll take it and plug it into someone else to use. I mean, the ramifications are off the charts and Elon Musk will never talk about what they are. Just like the Wachowskis didn't understand the work, Elon Musk doesn't understand Neuralink. He's simply given it. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't understand it. Not to the degree to what, what it can no. become and how dangerous it is to... Uh, to me, that's the most dangerous thing going on right now. You can have mass. There's some benefits to it. I mean, that you can talk about Alzheimer's patients. To... Alzheimer's patients can yeah. have memories restored. They can live, they have their memories stored, things like this, live other people's memories, be very lucid. Yeah. That was, that's also in the story. It's also in the story. You also have the adaption program or the adaption scene where um, Jim, it says right here, if I can, it's a test cell. Let me just read this real quick to you, Sarah, because I love your viewpoints. Jim's test cell. Jim is in a room void of furnishings. The walls are white and padded. Dr. S Dr. Pierce says to Neo over the intercom, remember, focus on who you are. This is the first time he's going to function with a Smith Neuralink inserted. So let the scene be an example of what we'll be going through in the future once this is done. Other people's memories put in for you? Listen to what happens here. Remember, focus on who you are. You'll be sharing his thoughts, so you must master them, drawing only from what you need from them. They have to find the cortex building, the dome. Neo says, right, here it goes. Neo attaches Smith's enhancer or near link to the back of his neck. Jim's point of view, Neo's point of view. The test room looks blurry. Jim instinctively calls for his wife. Julia, Neo calls for his wife, would be Trinity. Then he's back somewhere else. His point of view is different. He is back in his old home, walking through his bedroom. He turns a corner. His wife stands before him. It's like Trinity stands before him. Monitoring room. Dr. Pierce sees Neo smiling on the monitor. He's doing better than I expected. Technician, levels are good. So far with a good memory, right? 
the good memory of the Smith. Interior, Washington, D.C. home. Back with these memories, Smith's memories, when he invaded his home. We approach and imagine Smith is feeling good at that point. We approach his wife. She looks scared. We strike her face. She falls on the bed. His wife, Trinity, is screaming, no, my God, Neo, help me. Brittany's voice, his daughter, mommy. Our hands tear at Trinity's top as she tries to fight us off. We strike her again hard. Brittany, stay away. Oh my God, Neo. I'm translating. Smith, Neo's dead, bitch. You can be loyal to me now. Monitoring room, technician, yelling. Dr. Pierce, his senses are overloading. Dr. Pierce hurries to Jim's cell, doors and opens it. Dr. Pierce's point of view, which means what he sees in Jim's test cell. Jim, Neo, covered in sweat, tears. Neo, covered in sweat, leers at us from a corner. He is crouching as if ready to spring. Dr. Pierce, talk to me, Neo. No answer. Dr. Pierce, come on, Neo, stay with me. Technician, over intercom. Levels are still peaking. Dr. Pierce looks slowly back. Dr. Dr. Pierce slowly backs up, putting his hand on the outside of the door. Neo springs across the room, a leopard attacking its prey. Dr. Pierce closes the door just in time as Neo slams into it. Dr. Pierce, gas the room now. Neo's face is pressed against the door's window. He gnashes his teeth at Dr. Pierce. Jim's test cell day. Two technicians wearing gas masks drag him out. He's unconscious. A hand removes the nearling from the back of his neck. This is where, this is the scene that they changed up and he was learning too much too fast and you got to pull up people early to be able to handle it and they and neural and neil almost lost his identity i I remember that it was very dangerous for him because he was older when he went through this but in reality what was really written is what you're talking about they they take the scene they cleanse it and they want Neuralink to look good for elon musk to be able to claim so he can adapt it to all of us the father of Neuralink is standing before you're sitting before you saying it should never be made. I never intended it to be made. And Elon will never tell you, not only because he doesn't understand it, he'll never tell you all the bad things that go with it. All the bad things. Well, I think you could do a good service by helping people understand what the ramifications are of something like Neuralink. I mean, we can talk all day long about some of the good Mm -hmm. stuff, which of course Mm -hmm. there's some good stuff, but you don't need to be part of a Neuralink to get the good stuff. You can get all of that through all these other means. You don't need to be attached like this. But when you are attached, there are so many bad things. Now, could you, is there a limited attachment that could help humanity? Is there ever a It should be handled like this. Neuralink should be considered a drug. Same thing as a drug. It's not a general dispersion thing. Alzheimer's patients, the drug can be administered in this way. If it's controlled and monitored in it by someone who's benevolent and actually cares, yes. But but that's the problem. Right, that's the thing. Who runs the institutes right now? Hospitals are becoming weaponized. Psych field being weaponized. They're all combining with law enforcement. It's scary. So what's going on now is there's a control hand being camping down on everything. That's why I got hauled off so many times because I'm the father. Okay. Well, let well let's ask you about. Is there an, an advancement in our cognitive ability if you're all attached? Can you um, increase your, you know, is it a fast moving increase of intelligence through being connected? Or can you, I mean, like one of the things that was talked about and people are doing this now is downloading 
instructional man, like uh, when Trinity in the movie downloaded the ability to be able to fly a helicopter. Right. That's in, okay. it's in here. Yeah, it's in the original. Do you? Yeah, that's you came up with that. Now that was super cool. Now, do could we get those kind of advanced mental abilities without attaching to yes. each other and then losing yes. our ability to develop our our own cognitive advancement? Yes. You know what I mean? Like still being able to you think. We don't need to be attached. Yeah, you hit it. Right? You hit it. It should be a training tool. And think of it in this aspect. What I was considering was this. EMTs, emergency response teams, and things like this. If you're in a situation such as a child is wounded in front of you, you apply the Neuralink and know exactly what to do to help them as if you're an expert in the field. It can be for parents. Your baby has, what's that sudden death syndrome? Oh, that's excellent. You that's can, an excellent plug idea. Plug it in right away. And then that Neuralink is specifically for those certain emergencies. You can do that that way too. So, but the Neuralink was always that where you can see visually and assess immediately from what you see visually. So if I see your face, Sarah, I will have a readout on everywhere we've met, uh, possible pertaining to um, topics that we were not yet covered. It all reads out immediately like an algorithm. And so that was in the original work. So they were they were drunk on this stuff when I first pitched it. But if but if you rely on it, then your muscles will atrophy. Yes. And you will become you probably won't even be able to uh, i mean this is the same thing where, where there's a new technology and people don't understand the downfall that's why it. they take it from the person who created it and give it to elon musk to claim it when he can't explain it to make sure it goes through with all the bad ramifications ignored Neuralink is opium if you take it and use it and dependent on it you will become dependent on it you won't function without it the scenes show that well, I think this is important. I think it's the beginning of a dialogue of what Neuralink is anyways. I think that people need to understand the ramifications of some of this, what we're dealing with. And as this starts to hit people in mainstream, we're going to have a lot of future future problems. I mean, you think we have problems now. This Our problems are just going to grow. Well, let me pitch this to you then. Let me just say this. It's just, it's just what timing. What if we did sometime a program for your audience specifically on Neuralink, how it was developed, where it came from, what sparked it. Also, we'll read the scenes where it's shown, all the different entries, since Warner Bros. scared about that, and then what Elon Musk is doing with it and what I intended for it to be done with it and what the, what those ramifications are. And we'll talk about the good things too. What if we de dedicate a entire program if you can schedule some point? We, I don't want to push this on you, but we can talk about Neuralink. No, no, I think it would be good because I think it would be good to flush it yeah. out and and talk about what are all the possible things it can do and where what is this technology i don't think people understand what uh, yeah. this technology elon really doesn't. is and what yeah, it elon means. doesn't let's have a let's do that then we'll, we'll, we'll have a definitive program on Neuralink, and that'll serve as the warning for people and it'll be a must watch for people to understand across the planet because you'll get it from the primary source i know where it came from why it's there what prompted it what it was intended for how it propels a story i can tell you that and why it was never supposed to be made well, that's excellent. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's set this up. This show actually has a lot of profound things we talked about already in this show. I think this is really good, giving people to really think about things. And hopefully they'll go back and watch some of your other shows because you're in a different place of mind now. You know, as we all grow and we all went through so much, you're just in a different place of mind. And I think it's time we start really, you know, diving into these topics. Where can people find more about you and learn about you? I know you had a website. Do you still have that website up? 
And they struck at the same time your channel struck. They struck at the very same day and had Sophia Stewart call me to say, brag that yours was struck, mine was struck. Yes. Yeah. But but now they're not touching us much anymore because it's like the inside is now coming to us going, you know, we're fans of your work more or whatever. So what's going on now is we own the chess game, basically. We're we turned it around where now we can put stuff out. So to find me, we're reconstituting a website where, the like we said, the red pill is bad, the blue pill is good in the original work. So it's going to be a, a centered on what the blue was meant to be. So what it was supposed to be. So we're constituting it, reconstituting it. But for now, it's basically email and phone. And I'm allowing people to text me a message that I can't get to everything with all the schedule going on right now. Like, you know, it's a lot like you're doing. So, but I do give my phone number out now that people can text. And if they have something really pertinent that, you know, a need that's pertinent that fits the schedule, then I'll certainly, I will take some time to respond if they need to reach me, if there's something pertinent. So it's like an emergency call, you know. Um, I may not pick up a phone call, but if I text ahead of time, explain what they want and what they're addressing, I'll, I'll definitely weigh it. So I can give you that number. Yeah, give us the number. Okay, 267-893-0847. So okay, and I'll have that up as well. And can you can you send me that so that I'll just put it up in sure. the notes? Sure. Um, sure. And yeah, it, you know, be careful what you ask for. But as long as people know that all you can do is respond to text, it's like giving people your email. It's the same thing. No promises. Yeah. 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 Because... It's always an avalanche. I get over a thousand emails a, a day and I tell people I'm like, I do the best I can, but, and if you really need to get hold of me, send me a couple emails, you know, follow up on emails because I just can't <laughs> I'm, all right, with right. all good intentions. I'm just not right. able to. So, okay. Well, this has been a fascinating, I think this is our best interview yet. So thank so. you so much, Tom, for joining me. And I, uh, let's do the next one as well. And I hope you um, keep going on your projects because I think we need to see some Tom Aldhouse new <laughs> projects out there. Well, that's that's the thing. We're going to make this. We're going to do the court thing. We're actually going to do the court thing on the Neuralink. We're going to do it unless there's a, some kind of thing worked out. But um, we're going to make this. That's a documentary and you'll see exactly how it all ties together and what was being whispered through art. And when, when Keanu Reeves held up a sign as a documentary, yeah, Keanu, it's a documentary. You, you know, know has, has he ever reached to you? I mean, because I know he, he has intermediaries. Yes, he has had people who are friends of his contact me. And they said he freaked out when he heard the Immortals title because he never thought I'd ever surface again. He thought it wouldn't surface because he profited off it. He knows he took it. He knows he's involved in that process that Warner Brothers suits, Warner Brothers suits are the ones that put him in position to profit off it. They insisted he be the lead. So, but then he went back, reneged on it, went back on it and joined his biker friends and partied apparently wallowed around and he's not as bad of a guy right i mean he's more he goes back and forth back and forth he's that middle bounce around ground like i said it's not good guy bad guy good girl bad girl it is guys that have had that 48 ways of power where they're supposed to wick the, pick the winning throne so as we succeed more and more they've been indoctrinated they've read the book you go to the winning throne they call it so that's why you would see the climate change is in the change of climate is that they're all coming our way now. Well, a lot of them are coming that, our way. you're right that people like to follow winners and mm -hmm. they don't, if they think you're a loser, they want, it gets back to my same thing with the coaching days. They don't care what it takes. They just want to win. And if they lose, they don't care if they gained a lot more in the loss, they'd rather win and have it be easy. It's just the mentality of people. I wish we could get past that. Pick the team that's right. Pick the team that's good 
and virtuous. And then that team ends up winning. <laughs> it's like, exactly. come on, guys. Exactly. Exactly. And the experience, the rich experience yes. is what we should be you know, just thrilled about. It's like celebrating that. We can do that too. Like, I mean, you're the coach. I'm the coach. I was coach. I coach soccer and tennis. And it's like, you know, I would sometimes tell them to relieve that stress. I would do this whole little game I played with them during practice and things where they would, um, if they did great form, I would cheer like mad. Even if they missed the ball, I say, go ahead and yeah. miss it and do great. Show me great form, miss on purpose and do great form. And I would cheer them doing great form and it took the pressure off. And then they applied that really good form to actually hitting the ball. So we kind of you make it light, jokeable, and then, you know, get the form down, get the form down, make it second nature to your body. The, the muscle memory so that you have the good form and muscle memory. And then when you're, the you're not even thinking about it and then you can go now go and do whatever you can to hit the ball, but you're going to do it with good form and it's going to be that much That's better. That's it. Yeah. That's it, Sarah. Yeah. And for soccer, the same thing for soccer real quick is that um, I taught them, you know, the biggest threat to a soccer player forward is the adrenaline kick in when you're before the net, even the world cup, the adrenaline kicks in for a lot of players and goes way sailing over the bar. It's like, keep your adrenaline, train with your adrenaline, keep it in check when you go to shoot and then do a calm, calculated right. shot. Patience and control. Sign. Patience. That's right, without the adrenaline taking over. Yeah, they right. can have an ease, just redirect it, do a pass into the net. And instead they just do the huge shot and it goes over and they lose. All you had to do was be calm exactly. and redirect it into the net. <laughs> exactly. I got this wonderful shot of my son doing that. He got the last goal of the season. He's a senior now going back in. And it's so great because you can see him visually doing exactly that. He took the words and he went up to the net and he did a very controlled shot, very controlled, perfect placement, no adrenaline. And then he does a somersault when he's done. He put the adrenaline there. Oh, yeah. Well, the adrenaline's still there. It's just learning how to control yeah. it. At, so, That's you right. don't, you know, because it's an adrenaline sport. Keep it on Soccer's an adrenaline sport. So, you need the adrenaline to beat the, you know, to beat them to That's the right. ball and do all this stuff. That's but right. At certain times, you got to have that, that poise and control. Yeah. It's fun. It's I, like, love, I love sports. That's right. Like, it's like put it through a tap, through a faucet and letting the amount you need out. Rather than everything just bombarded at once, gushing. Yeah. Wonderful. This is great. One coach to another. <laughs> okay. Well, right great. Now. Well, thank you so much, Tom. And um, we will talk soon. And, and people have your texting uh, phone. And I just wish, I, like I said, I want your projects flowing out because I think thank humanity you. will benefit from entertaining and learn and grow. And it, it's that's what makes good Hollywood, good writing, good creativity is there's, you know, the best works are the ones where people, thought about it and it changed people and the matrix really was a profound change it was there was a marked difference at that point so it's really cool talking to you and becoming your friend and, and thank you so much for coming on the show likewise thank you so i look forward to next time here definitely and i'll put the phone number on the email and um it'll be great to see you again we'll do it again we'll cover the neural link perfect 